I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Friday, January 31, 2020. We are looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the board? We have a market that put in a top the week of January 20, 2020. Where do we go from here? What's the story? Is this support? All that stuff we're going to go over in this video. This will be a weekend video. So we'll cover a few more things. I've got some time on my hands. Before we get rolling, a little bit of housekeeping. I just want to point something out. While it's fresh in everybody's mind, do yourself an exercise. Go back in the news a couple of weeks. Go back and read various financial-related news items, market-related news items, the week of, let's say, January 9th. I think that was a Monday. And then the following week, the market gapped higher again. That's over here. That was the week we were looking for a turn. Look at the news. Look at what was being discussed about the markets, price targets, all the euphoria that took place around that time in the market. And only a couple of weeks removed, look what's going on now. Now, I know that they lay the entire decline on the coronavirus. You haven't heard me talk about that maybe but one time. Here's the reason why. There's always an excuse after the fact. A few weeks earlier, we weren't looking for a coronavirus. We were looking for a turn in the market. The reason and the excuse to be determined later really doesn't matter what it is. We talk about this all the time. Could have been Iran, could have been North Korea, could have been Trump impeachment, end up being coronavirus. It'll be something else later. The coronavirus will run its course, and then there'll be something else that takes hold depending on what the market is doing. It's a hard concept to get your head around. I get that. You're inside my head. You have to go with it. You bought a ticket on the ride. Now, where are we? We're into the 50-period moving average. We're going to get back to the chart. I just want to show you a snapshot of inside the numbers and the commentary. Once the market cracked, as soon as the market cracked, We have a beat on it. We have the numbers. We know what we're looking for. If you look at a chart and you'll see what happened, when it happened, you'll see 32.53 once again was important. Everything was only important for a period of time today. It was a meltdown. Let me scroll up a little bit here. We begin talking about Monday's lows. We had a revisit of the 323.84 again. Let's continue scrolling here for a moment. 12.50 p.m., Next stop, 50-day moving average, SPY 320.70. Now, we'll get back to that in a moment. Let me scroll up. You can see the rest. As the day goes on, in a meltdown, you don't want to do anything. You're either in a position on the short side of the market or you're a spectator. You don't want to participate in a chop shop, meaning you don't want to get chopped up trying to guess which way the market's going. Now... Let's get back to the chart. What was the low of day? 320.73. Missed it by three cents. That's not abnormal. It's kind of garden variety, trick and company behavior. They either spike through it by a lot or they pull up short 
and then pull away, there's always a small bucket full of traders disappointed with that maneuver, whichever one they pull off. But if you know they're doing it, you exit before, if they spike through, who cares? You don't worry about the few remaining table scraps on a big trade. Now, here's the question. So traders are short from last week, or two weeks ago, or three weeks ago if they jumped the gun. Traders are short from some time ago. Let's talk about where we are. Where are we? We're into a 50-day moving average, a former breakout area, under normal garden variety market conditions. That's a good area for a nice rally. Here's the problem. It kind of happened already. Didn't it happen the other day and then it failed? So we came close to, not really close to, but we came toward the 50-day moving average. And they had a nice rally off of it. We missed the gap. Remember that? The missing of the gap? I don't think I used the word ominous back then, but we were talking about the fact that that's bearish. That's a signal. And then yesterday, by the way, I wanted to talk about this. Yesterday, we started talking about the fantastic close they had, the ricochet off 323.84, Finishing strong for the day, we talked about the ABC pattern, and then we had the failure with the poor opening today and the absolute meltdown. But here's the thing. Did they really not complete the ABC pattern? Sometimes, not everything is always as it seems. I watch a variety of charts. I'm watching stuff all the time. I'm watching the futures all the time. Well, look what happened. Today actually did make... A higher high. Today's high was 32.97 and a half. Yesterday's high was 32.95 and a quarter. Guess what? They did technically make a new high in the futures and then collapsed. And by the way, there's your 50 period moving average in the futures contract. Spike through it by a couple of points and then ricocheted off of it. This is why I watch both charts. You never know exactly which one is going to hit what price. Sometimes they'll fill a gap in the futures and leave the one in the SPY alone and vice versa. I'm watching both inside the numbers are getting the benefit of me watching both. I know the numbers. Here's an hourly chart of the continuous contract. Here's your high late at night. The high happens to be 32.97.50 and there's your collapse never looking back. So technically... The futures complete by a smidgen the ABC pattern. Are we done on the downside? No, we're not done on the downside, but at some point, you're going to get a rip-your-face-off rally. Are we going to get a rip-your-face-off rally Monday? Are we going to get a rip-your-face-off rally after three or four more days of downside? We don't know yet. We'll have to see how they open them up Sunday and how they trade them on Monday. But we can already see what the likely next couple of areas are. And this goes right back to what we discussed yesterday and the day before. We're going to point out very similar things to what we see in other markets, this market, all charts. We see these things work over and over and over again. So here's what we're going to do. Here's our new downside stuff. Now, we don't know exactly what's going to come into play early next week. Maybe the market rallies early on Monday and we're discussing something up north. But if we're looking for downside, meaning if we want to know what happens if 
the market continues to fall. This is what we're looking at. Let's explain what this is. The first area of interest is the spot where the market gapped up to and took off from. We've seen many times in the past where that is treated as a breakout area. So when the market returns back to that area, you usually get some assemblance of support. Right below that, you have a gap. These two aren't really that far apart considering the expansion of volatility. Then you have a breakup candle. I just added one more. Then you have 315.48, which is a previous pivot high. The market is telling you that that spot is important. However, inside of a breakup candle, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. We'll see. I'm giving you all the numbers as I just unpack the market on the downside. What I do from here is I go to work and then inside the numbers members get the final final, the refined numbers, the stuff we're going with Monday morning. What I'm doing here is giving you the baseline that I work from. The 314 represents just below the breakup candle low. The reason is it's a round number, so I just put it at 314. And then you have 312.23, which is another gap down below. Below that, a safety net is the 100 period moving average. Now, this is a crash scenario if we find ourselves down here on Monday, for example. I'm just giving you numbers. We're not saying all this is going to happen by 10 o'clock a.m. Monday morning. Now, all that being said, there's one number that was on the board that's close enough to where I think is the spot. Now, what do I mean by the spot? What it means is if we find the market down there sooner than later, meaning let's say within the next week to week and a half, I think that'll represent a buying opportunity for a nice big juicy rip your face off rally. Not talking about new highs or anything like that. Just talking about your garden variety rip your face off rally where you turn around a couple of days later, you got 120 S&P handles right under your belt. Last night, we talked about the monthly chart. We talked about the importance of the monthly chart. Well, today is the end of the month. It's January 31, and guess what? That's a tail candle, and guess what? It's on time. So how do you like this? We have a monthly tail candle at the end of January. The week of January 20th matched up mathematically, at least from where I sit, with something that we'll just call too good to be true. That was a match of time and price. Not anything to the penny or to the tick. It was a pretty good match when you look back at the numbers. We're about a year removed from an important bottom, December 2018. Slightly more than a year, but when you start stacking these things up, it starts looking like a tall stack. It starts looking like a duck. You wonder why I was looking for a top. And by the way, it's not lost on me that my inbox and a lot of the comments under the video were of the you're crazy, you're wrong, you don't know what you're doing, and a whole lot of other stuff that I won't repeat here. It was of that elk. So what I've done is I've set aside another inbox just waiting for the apologies. They're going to filter right in there. Traders that have been around for a while know we've done this before. Let's say we do get a snapback rally Monday. What are we looking for? Where does the market actually turn back to, uh-oh, I think they're going to have a rip-your-face-off rally? 
Well, the obvious is today's high. They would have to get over and back over the 20-period moving average. However, in between, we'll call it three and a quarter. You start closing hourly above three and a quarter, and they're likely going to have a rip-your-face-off rally. So you can just put that on a sticky note off to the side. Camp IWM, my favorite market-leading indicator. It was leading on the way down. It was in a different position than the SPY, So it was giving us information. Down 2% today, not that much different than the S&P 500, certainly leading nonetheless. There's a spot on the chart, on the IWM chart, that it's almost like it would be a crime if price came in here within the next few days and somebody did not buy this price. Markets make bottoms really, really quickly. Making tops is a different story altogether. It's always hard to kill a bull. Down at the transportation department, there goes that gap again. They missed the gap. That's ominous. Now it's ominous. It was ominous then. Now it's ominous. Didn't really want to buy the story when it happened, but here it is. It happened. They missed the gap. That's not an accident or a coincidence. Look at this fall into the 200 period moving average. Here's a weekly chart of the transports. Remember this stuff? We had a channel here, and we were breaking out of the top end of the channel after testing and testing and testing. Here's the daily chart, same channel. You can see they wanted to break out, break out, and here it is. It's a failure. All the way back down to the convergence of the weekly 150 period moving average. And quickly, elevator down, escalator up every single time. Could this be an exhaustion move? Well, not a long-term exhaustion move, but talking about daily chart for a second, let's see what we've got in the transport. So what is this chart actually telling us? Now, this is right out of the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. So we've got another stack of things working. Now, we're just looking at this chart independent of every other chart. Doesn't matter what chart it is, what time frame it is. We're just doing an analysis on what's in front of us. Looking down at the volume, you had a spike in volume over the last few days. So we know that there's institutional participation, what I call a capitulation, no way, no how, but it's a pickup in volume. It's an acceleration in volume and price. We're into the 200 period moving average. That should be support at minimum of intraday, but since we haven't visited it in a while, it under normal garden variety market conditions should be support here's something else right out of the course it's on time time is more important than price when i say that if you don't know what i'm talking about then you haven't taken the course and you're missing the boat i'm telling you time is more important than price all day every day you're also into a pivot low didn't quite get there stopped at the 200 period moving average but there's a pivot low here Another pivot low here, which is the reason there's a pivot low here. So you're coming into that. Are you going to hold the third time down? We'll see. So what this chart is telling us, the net net is, under normal garden variety market conditions, you would get some kind of bounce from this area within the next day or so. If you don't, and the market is that weak, you're looking at 10,000, 10,200 pretty rapidly. What's going on with the queues out in Silicon Valley? Big down day, reversal day, same as all the others. 
but they're not all in the same position. You haven't made new lows in the queues. You're nowhere near the 50 period moving average. There's some catch up going on. Now what's the other side of that? What happens if the cues are the tell that the market really is bullish? That's why it's not down there at the 50 period moving average. The other markets are going to turn around and the cues are going to recapture the 20 and go higher from there. That's all possible. It's just not probable. Remember, and here's a little bit of a short hop. We still have repo man lurking. What'd you think? I forgot about that. And by the way, here's another thing to keep in mind. The Chinese market, I believe, was closed for the Chinese New Year. So what's going to happen Sunday when they open the market over in Asia? One of two things is going to happen. Either it's going to fall through the trap door or they're not going to let that happen and they're going to support the market some way, somehow, a la rescue operation. If you see a rescue operation, the rescue operation is likely to funnel through to our markets on Monday. If you see the trap door, that's likely to funnel through to our markets on Monday. You see where I'm going with that? How about the XLF? So we didn't get that close at the end of January above $30.98. Look at that fake out yesterday. That's a pretty big day yesterday. Pretty big reversal candle. Pretty big trick trap fool and frustrate crew move. But all over the place. Think about it. The financials still finished inside yesterday's low. Is yesterday a breakup candle? Yeah, it is. It's a little early to do anything with it, but it's a breakup candle and they finished inside the low. We're watching. I'm not anticipating anything happening. It's just on my list of things to watch as if I need something else to think about in the middle of the night. How about good old Smash Mouth got smashed down 3% today? This is a good leading indicator of the tech space. Pick up in volume, finish near the lows, That's fine, but where are we? We're into the lower portion of a breakup candle. Is this going to be support or do they have some more downside in store early next week? You see where we are? A lot of these markets under normal garden variety market condition would find support in the area that we are. The outstanding question is, will that happen or will we see an acceleration to the downside? We have the benefit of seeing what happens Monday morning. And with that, folks, I'm going to give it a wrap here. But before I do, I'm going to tell you how much I appreciate each and every one of you. Without you, these videos are not possible. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.